I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. You can subscribe and uh, find these podcasts at any of the podcast apps that you might use, iTunes, any of these kinds of things. Just search Heidi Harris Show. I also post them at HeidiHarris.com, and I do a live radio show five days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas. If you forget all I just said, just check out HeidiHarris.com where it's all connected there. And there's also a link to listen live to my show weekday mornings, 6 to 9 a.m. I want to talk a little bit about the economy. I know that a lot of people think it's so great, it's so great, it's so great. Andrew Yang was recently in Las Vegas talking about the economy, and he made some comments that, frankly, he's right about uh, how the economy, and I'm going to paraphrase, the economy is not as good as everyone thinks it is. And everybody's got a job. I get that. Or most people have jobs. I understand. But I just know so many people who are not making anywhere near the money they were making 10 years ago. They have not recovered from the recession in 2007. And listen, I understand that it's nobody's obligation to help people recover. But I'm just making the point that a lot of people will never be whole, especially folks I know older than I am who, let's say, for example, were in their 50s when the economy crashed uh, 12 years ago. They are never going to recover because they were at the time of their life when they were, you know, trying to make some more money and, you know, maybe retire in 10 years and boom, that's out the window. And I know a lot of people in that situation who will never recover. They've gone through all of their investments and all these kinds of things just to keep their home. And ultimately, they're just never going to be okay. Their life's not going to be the way they planned it. Now, if you are a Christian like I am, you understand that God is going to make sure that you eat. And I've certainly been unemployed at times when I've made people mad and spoken out on the radio for things I believe are true. And when I get fired, I never worry because I know God's going to make sure I eat. My husband has a job too, but he's been out of work at times too. The bottom line is that God's going to make sure you eat and he's going to make sure and meet all of your needs. Now, needs are different than wants. And I know a lot of people seem to want this, want that, want a new car, want a bigger house, want to take that vacation down the Rhine or whatever it might be. I understand that, but God will make sure you eat. Now, going back to meeting your needs, understand that a lot of people nowadays think they should have all these things they really can't afford, and then they get upset when God doesn't provide for the things they really should never have bought in the first place, whether it's credit card debt, whether it's extra stuff that you think you need to have to get by. And that's a lot of it. A lot of the dissatisfaction that people have is related to the fact that they want more than they can afford. And it makes it difficult for some people. But the folks who are complaining about government, and there are always folks complaining, they're complaining less now that the economy is quote-unquote good. Uh, Some people are warning that it may not stay that way. I get it. But the people who will blame government for all the problems in their lives have to understand, and I've said this a hundred times, I'll say it again, it's so important for people to remember, that you ultimately are responsible for what happens in your life, for the most part. The decisions that you make, whether it's to run up your credit card debt, whether it's to buy a house bigger than you can afford, whether it's to buy a new car that you have no business affording, or you can right now, but if you lose a job and you lose two paychecks, the tow truck's going to show up and take your car away. These are decisions that people make that are unrelated to the economy because they're making irresponsible decisions. They don't have enough money in their savings account to pay for a hot water heater if it goes, and yet they go out and get themselves a $700 car payment. I I don't know how people do it. And I don't live that far from a lot of car dealerships. I drive by them on the way home every day, and I see all these cars, and on Sundays I'll creep over once in a while and check out the prices. It's horrifying. And I'm not saying that new car dealers don't have a right to make money. God bless them. 
but it's shocking how much cars cost. You know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars for a decent pickup truck or SUV or anything like that. And now we're hearing that people are going out and getting car loans that are seven years long. That's pretty routine for people. What does that tell you? If you're paying for a car for seven years, you are totally in the hole every single month from the time you drive it off the lot brand new. Once again, if you can afford a new car, God bless you. I am not criticizing. But there are a whole lot of people who will buy a car. If you have to pay for it for seven years, you can't afford it. And it makes you wonder, doesn't it, that the dealers are charging so much money that they're doing these seven-year financing. If people couldn't get it financed for seven years, they probably wouldn't be buying it. And my husband was telling me, he was talking to somebody in the business who was saying that most of the cars nowadays are leased. So you perpetually have a car payment. Now I'm not putting that down either. I've got friends, for example, in the music business, some musician friends who are very smart people who are not necessarily handy or don't want to ruin their fingers that play guitars or uh, keyboards or whatever else. You know, they don't want to ruin their fingers working on cars. I get it. So they buy cars every two years or whatever. As soon as the warranty expires, they buy another car. They factor a car payment in to their monthly bills. There's nothing wrong with that. And if I were in real estate or something and I needed to have a new car to show people I was successful or whatever, I wouldn't, I'm not criticizing anybody who does that. I'm just making the point that for your average person, a fifty dollars or $60,000 car is a lot of money. That's a huge amount of money. And so the economy, when it crashes again, and it may very well, and I hope it doesn't, but when it does, it's going to be a problem because you look at all these companies that are the so-called gig companies, gig economy companies, I guess they call them, you know, whatever, Uber and DoorDash and all these different things. They're not making money. They're not making money. And the people who drive for Uber, once again, I'm not going to criticize you. But understand, you're paying for everything. And when you try to pencil it out, and some people have, you probably are losing money by driving for Uber. By the time you factor in your tires, your transmission, your this, your that, all that stuff. I had a neighbor who drove for Uber, and it wasn't a few months into it that she had to put a new transmission in her car. She doesn't own a car anymore. She does not have a car, and luckily she has a roommate who has a car that she borrows at times. She does not own a car anymore because ultimately the repairs on the car that she had were more than she could afford, and she was driving for Uber, and you have to have a fairly new car in order to drive for Uber, and even though hers was pretty old, still, I think it was probably on the edge of what they allow, but ultimately it wasn't worth it. And if you put a new set of tires on your car once a year, whatever, because you're driving so many miles for Uber that are $800, $1,000 for a set of tires, that's right out of your profit. And so there, there's this assumption, there's this appearance of this great economy, and I don't know that it's as good as people say it is. But going back to God providing for you and providing your needs, he does provide needs. What he doesn't do is provide wants. And there are people who will blame politicians for all kinds of things, and ultimately the problems were caused by themselves. I know people who have made really stupid decisions, for example, I know a couple of women who had kids without husbands, even later in life, like in their 30s. We all know about the young ones doing it, that's stupid. But we, I know women in their 30s who've had kids without husbands. Big mistake, because in the peak earning years of your life, you're not gonna be able to earn the money you were. Now you can either stuff your kid in daycare and basically not raise your kid, but even so, how can you make enough money to pay for daycare and work a job, even if you're some big executive, it's tough to do. So by the time you're 55 and your kids are barely grown, you're gonna be completely broke from paying for kids you had no business having to begin with for the last 20 years with no dad. I know two women who've done it without support from their husbands, or they have no husbands, no support from the fathers, none.
no support. Or maybe the court will order a certain amount, but it's never going to be enough to actually pay for everything you need. And of course, the most important support that the kids are missing is having an actual daddy. And I know people who've done this. These are choices. And when your life sucks because you don't have a lot of money, because you chose to have a child you never should have had, that's a problem. I know men, a lot of men, one of the biggest mistakes a man can make is to have a kid with the wrong person. How many guys do you know who've done that? Their first kid was from some psycho chick who was hot but crazy, right? And, of course, you're saying, well, you know, don't you put the responsibility on the women? Yeah, but a woman has a choice. A woman can have a baby if she wants to, if she gets pregnant by the wrong guy, or she cannot have a baby. I'm not defending abortion at all here. I'm just saying women have choices. Once a guy gets a woman pregnant, the wrong woman, and she wants to trap him, and she wants to have that kid and raise that child, whether he wants it or not, not give it up for adoption, force him to come up with child support, guess what? That's his life. His life will forever be tied to her. And I know so many men who made that mistake in their early 20s, and that's the biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes that men can make. And they do it all the time. And the rest of their life is going to be colored by the fact that they had a child with the wrong person. Either she's crazy or whatever. We had a story in Vegas just last week of a woman who set fire to herself and her six-year-old child, killed the two of them, murder-suicide. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know all the backstory on this, but her husband, come on. I mean, I'm sorry. Did I say husband? I think he was her ex-husband. I'm not even sure they were married. What are you doing having kids with the wrong person? Then there was another story of a woman in Vegas who stabbed her seven-year-old, tried to kill him. Luckily, the cops killed her first. They saved the seven-year-old child. What are you guys doing having kids with these psychos? And then you complain because your child winds up in the hospital or in the morgue. I don't know what to tell you. So going back to the decisions that we all make that are far more important, the decisions we make for our lives are more important than anything Obama or Hillary or Trump or anybody who comes after Trump will make. The decisions that we make every single day to live within our means, to not have kids with the wrong people, to try to get a job, keep a job, stay off the chemicals, stay off the sauce, stay off the pot, stay off these kinds of things that will curtail your life. That has more impact on your life than anything any politician does. And we need to focus on that. And a lot of people want to blame everybody else for their problems. And all of us have made bad decisions. Believe me, I <laughs> you don't even want to hear about the ones I've made. And we've all done it. So I'm not judging anybody here. I'm just pointing out something we all need to be aware of, which is, once again, when it comes to your life, the decisions you make have the most impact. And for the things that you can't control, the way you react to those things is the other part of your life. So politicians have far less power than we'd like to believe. Isn't that great, though, when you think about it? Isn't it really good to know that they really don't have as much power over us as they'd like to believe? I think it's great. Frankly, I think it's encouraging because God's always in charge. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can join me weekday mornings. 6 to 9 live on KMZQ in Las Vegas. And if you don't know where that is, just go to HeidiHarris.com. There's a link to listen live. You can also subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes. You can pick up copies of my book at HeidiHarris.com. I've got two out so far. Uh, don't pat me on the heads of the most recent. I've got one also called Cocktail Waitress Wisdom. If you know anybody in the business, you might want to pick that up. HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell. Scottwell. <laughs>